You're about to listen to youth-produced content from Listen Up Youth Radio. Listen Up is a Twin Cities social enterprise working at the intersection of youth employment, leadership, and media production. Learn more at www.listenupyouthradio.org. This episode originally aired in September 2018. Hello, folks. Welcome to Just Listen. Our first question today is, how powerful is addiction? This is my personal question because uh, I haven't experienced addiction. So I just, this is stuff that I, this is something that I thought about. Uh, I just wanted to really know how powerful is it, for real, for real. Like, do people really die from addiction? Like, this is like, you know, a whole life that I wonder, like, I guess since I haven't experienced it, like, I'm interested in, you know, knowing about it. Um, my name is Rebecca. Um, I have a family member that was addicted to drugs, and she lost her kids, and she only gets to see them sometimes. And I hardly get to see my cousins because of it, and, yeah, so... Be careful what you choose to do with your life. Hello, my name is Alfred. Um, and I have uh, some friends and family who have battled with addiction. I believe uh, you can be addicted to a lot of things that you may not uh, realize, such as drugs and alcohol and other obvious things, and also uh, phones addicted to bad relationships, addicted to not putting yourself first. Um, So addiction is a a wide thing that I feel gets swept under the rug a lot, and I feel like everyone has those things that can be an addiction, and it's up to you, the person, if it's a positive addiction or a negative addiction. But, you know, some athletes are addicted to playing sports and, you know, they'll kill themselves before they'll stop playing the sport. So addiction goes a wide uh, range and touches a lot of people. Yeah, that's addiction. Um, our next question is going to be, um, why, is the, why is it so many killings with police or from police? I, I want to know why the police get away with killing people innocent people at that and like what can we do to prevent um police to kill yeah so when it comes to police shootings and the community i feel like it's uh it's all big miscommunication and it all starts from the stereotypes and the representations that's kind of been drilled into people's minds of individuals and it's easy to pick a side when you have those stereotypes and you also have certain like news outlets that kind of portray the victims in a negative light or look for things to make them be presented in a negative light to justify the crime. But it's interesting uh, dynamic and I think uh, some type of community policing would really help uh, kind of you know, de-escalate certain situations and just overall with the crime. In my personal opinion, 
I would say, throughout the history of police. Think about how the world has turned out after a few years have passed, how the law has been protecting us for quite some time, and now look how it's turned out now. Cops are getting accused of killing people for the things that they have done because of what they do, and they get away with it, and nobody is able to even do anything about it because the law as it is now is not what people think it is now because, you know, times have changed. You know, the world's going to keep spinning no matter what because the law is supposed to protect us. It's supposed to keep us safe, keep us happy. We're supposed to feel like nothing's going to happen. And now, basically how things are turning out, it's like the war, the world is, on, is at war with itself. And I think that the law should be defer to not what it's been for centuries since the U.S. has even existed. It should be better than what it is now because we're losing people one by one, day after day, and nobody should have to feel like the world isn't what it, it what it is like it shouldn't feel like it's just going to turn out into a just a deserted planet where there's nothing but ashes and people have to go to funerals every day because of who they lost because of what's happened and the world needs to change and that's the one problem that this planet has a problem with is change so if for the people that actually wants peace on earth then they should do they should do that by changing what is happening now rather than letting what has become a disaster become a happier place. Um, the interesting thing about um, police incidents, you know, um, killing happens to a lot of people, uh, different ages, uh, black, white, uh, different races. And a lot of killings happen for no reason more than police killings, like in just certain environments. People kill every day. Um, people will kill you over. 50 cent, a penny, a basketball game, a dice game. So um, I think if we come together and uh, stop doing it to each other, I think that's a way to kind of wake up. Um, because, I mean, I can't, I can't accept police killing, but I mean, it happens a lot, even besides that. I mean, it, it continues to happen, you know, with everybody. I mean, people kill people. And, I mean, so I feel like if we come together as, like, one like one race, like just humans, you know, just come together and uh, show love and compassion, I think that can kind of outweigh that.
Uh, our next question is, what if animals get smarter years to come? This is my question, personally. And I was just throwing this out the topic as a saying, but think about it. How long have animals been around? Animals, any type of animal has been around centuries. Even when dinosaurs existed, now they're extinct. But think about the time now, animals, some animals are getting extinct because, you know, people, people go hunting. People go hunting just, just for the fun of it. But it's not just the human race that has a life and a conscious mind. Animals have that too. They breathe and live just like everybody else but they're not human and we don't have the right to judge that. We don't even have the right to even kill them for that. Animals even have, they have families. We have families too. And people should not just get rid of something that's been around longer than us. They should actually take care. They should take care of these animals, tigers, elephants, chimps, any type of animal you can think of, they should be taken care of rather than getting rid of. I get that everybody is afraid of extinction. Everybody's afraid of dying or not breathing again or anything that's, that's it's just everything that can scare anybody or anything. But that's just it. Well, the only, we're the only planet that's around. Who knows? There might even be another one that's just like us, but different. But we're not alone in the universe because nobody knows what's out there. Nobody knows who's watching us from above. That's why we need to survive, with it, not individually, sometimes individually, but most of the time, together. Because that's all, that's how, that's how we can, that's how the planet can get through another day is we survive. If somebody really cares about this planet deeply, they would want to save this planet from itself. Everybody has a dark side, even this, even Earth has a dark side, but we just got to learn how to do better, and that's the hardest part in life is to change and do better for ourselves, and that's what the world is struggling right now with, and that's why we're here, because we have a purpose. Even if we're not human, we have a purpose, because that's what we're here for. And that's what we were made to do. Uh, thank you guys for all of your um, answers. Uh, two more questions, one more question. Um, if all of your memories were erased, what kind of person would you be? What kind of person would I be? I really wouldn't know because it hasn't happened to me. Um, I'd probably have to start all over again or 
probably ask people, like friends, like if I remember that. Or like if I remember my family, probably ask them. Um, because what I think about memories is something that you remember. Well, I think I would be a different person every day because I'm gonna, by me trying to be a different person every day, I'm trying to figure out what type of person I can be to remember. You know what I mean? Just to kind of come up with some, you know, I can remember something by being different. If I were to lose memory of who I was, I would want to start over. Well, not start over. I would want to find every clue of who I am because, you know, it's important. It's important to be who you are, you know, because if you really think about it, it's more important of who you are now than who you were before. And there's always two sides of who you become. Like, like there's two sides of good and evil, you know, good or bad. There's always a two. There's always two sides of who you want to be, you know. And it's hard because it's like it's like walking down a path, and you don't know which direction to take. But if you think about it. It won't be as simple. It won't. It won't be that hard to think about what direction you want to go. It'll be actually that simple because, you know, if you want to realize or remember who you want to be or who you were before, you know, you gotta walk down that same path that you walked on before you lost your memory. Because being who you are, that's what makes you you. And for for the other people, you know, some people just don't want to, they don't want to remember who they were or who they want to be. They just want to forget. And I would say, yeah, I would say I want to forget who I am, but at the same time, I don't. Because, you know, in my opinion, I like being me, regardless of who likes me or doesn't like me or who, you know, people, people are going to judge. People are going to judge who you are, whether you're a male, female, transgender, you know, whatever type you are, no matter what people say to you, always know that you're going to be who you're going to be and nobody's going to stop you no matter what you no matter what they do to you you know who you are the important thing is to not forget that if i didn't have my memories uh well i'd be who i am today uh question within a question um uh, I, I don't i don't think so because Majority of the reason why I am what I am today is because of my past. Uh, and even from bad things happening, I was able to grow from them things and learn from the mistakes that I made uh, and the bad circumstances I've been in. Um, if that didn't happen, and Lord knows, I mean, 
maybe I would have never uh, been, been uh, I never probably would have had as much courage as I have or I would have never knew how to be strong or, you know, that taught me how to be resilient to things that was hard. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I mean, I guess you could be kind of stuck. I, I mean, trying to, <laughs> trying to gather those memories, but you, if you forgot them, you can't get them from nowhere. So that's, uh, that'd be a battle. Try to probably drive you crazy for real. <laughs> probably drive you nuts. If I were to lose my memory, I I know a small part of me would still be in there. I would just have to find it as if I'm trying to find the light. Because, you know, if I lost, yeah, if I lost my memory, I know a part of me somewhere inside is going to sit there and wait for me to find that that spot find that light because it knows it doesn't want to lose who I was or who I am today and the past is what makes us who we are so a part of me would not want to it would not want to go like every other piece of my memory it would want to stay so that I can find it and I'd be happy about it. Maybe if I did lose my memory, I would probably be happy because the things that I've been through when I was younger, I wish, I don't wish that upon on anybody because it's like made my life hard and still going through it. So I would probably be happy if I lost my memory, but at the same time, probably be sad because I won't probably remember anybody. And yeah, so. Uh, what she was saying, Becky, um, yeah, a lot of stuff is probably not worth to remember if it was, uh, if, it, if it still, you know, uh, affects you to this day, you know, some things, you know, it's just best not to remember. Just leave it. Sometimes some things just need to be left where they where they was at. We're gonna do one last question. Um, so, is happiness just chemicals flowing through your brain, or something more? I think it's something more uh, because you don't necessarily, or at least I don't want to base uh, my happiness off of my day. You know, I, I base my happiness off of what's inside of me and who I am. Because uh, you know, life is life. Life is gonna happen to you good and bad uh and i'm not gonna wait for something to be good i'm just gonna uh expect and hope that good happens so that's kind of how what uh um something more something inside of you is something that that you believe in um because happiness can change like it's like a, your neck is like going in a whiplash because you Every day is different, you know, every day, and we all have emotions. We don't just have a happy emotion. We have a sad emotion, a mad, an angry, you know, um, we ha you know, everybody can be selfish, stuff like that. So I think it's just 
what ex exists inside of you. You know, knowing what makes you happy. You know, uh, if you like people, or if you like sports, or your hobbies, your career, or stuff like that, just kind of what you accomplished in life. Still understanding that things can still get bad, but you still got the mentality. So I think it's bigger than just a chemical. I'd say it's something more. I mean, if we were all robots, I know there's going to be more than just wanting to be controlled or we got to do this or do that. Like, we got to follow orders, you know, because we robots, we got to do what people say. But I know, in my perspective, I'd say we have something more than just chemicals thrown through our brain because how else, will we, how else can we be born this way? I mean... It's not like we were just dipped in toxic and just boom, creation. But I definitely think we are, we are definitely something more because we do experience a lot. And our brain, it's like, a, it's like a recorder. We keep everything we see or do in our heads. Is happiness just a chemical flowing through your brain? Or something more. I feel like it, it starts with the chemical in your brain. But it all it's all determined on what you make your happiness is. Like you could take any bad situation and turn it into positive or you know, just think the bright brighter side of it. Um Yeah, it's pretty much what you think is happiness. What what do you feel that is happiness to you? So every I feel like everyone has their own definition of happiness and how they get their happiness. Sometimes it could be a person that gives you happiness or a thing or something like that. But I feel like it starts with that chemical in your brain to give you that feeling, I don't know, to, to have that happiness. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, that's what I think. All right. Um it's the depiction of homeless youth fair, like how they view homeless youth. How are homeless youth treated by social services organizations? Um, I don't think like being homeless is okay, but like there ain't homes for everybody at the time that we need them. I know a couple people that when I was homeless, um, like they tried their best to get me into a place and I'm in a place now. Um, but like I have some friends that are still homeless and like I feel like Harbor Light can do better than what they're doing because people that that I used to hang with when I was homeless, like they're still they're still at Harbor Lights. And, like, they're not doing anything to change that. And, like, there's old people in shelters. And I feel like the old people shouldn't, shouldn't have to be homeless. Like, they can go at any time, but I don't think they want to, like, last, like, live the last part of their life in a shelter. So, yeah, that's my opinion. 
Well, I feel like, I don't know, like, you know how, how certain programs have a deadline of age restriction and stuff like that. I feel like on some of the stuff, it shouldn't be an age restriction because what if I'm over the age limit, but I really need something that you guys can offer me, but I get turned down because of my age. I feel like the, some, of, some things shouldn't be age restricted, and I feel like I wouldn't know how people think of homeless youth because nobody has really, like, you know, came up and told me what they think about homeless youth. Um, I feel like uh, some people make it judged differently depending on how they present themselves, how they carry themselves, how they talk, they, you know, how they act, how they represent themselves. So, um, I know some homeless youth or some places get like bad names don't really know but I feel like it shouldn't be an age restriction on it though because um, everybody needs help and you shouldn't get turned down because of your age yeah I think um, a lot of these programs should be unlimited like just I mean, coming in out the door when you need it come I mean I think at a certain time is is. I think that's how they sh at a certain time, you know what I mean. Uh, but the age restricted, I think that's a, kind of an issue too, because especially if you ain't got no felonies, I mean, you you got a pretty good record, you know what I mean. You might have a family and you know kids or whatever. And, I mean, you get turned down because how old you are. That's I mean, it's kind of pitiful. It can be because you're putting people on the streets. Uh, and I think. Um, uh, I think it's good and bad perceptions, um, and I think uh, youth. Some some youth uh, kind of choose what the perception they want to have um, by just kind of their behavior and they and how they uh, approach people, what they choose to do with their life, uh, um, and just kind of the background they come from. I mean, a lot of people come from a lot of different environments all around the world, so you just never know what that person's used to seeing or used to doing or um, not having parents in a household is vital. Um, so then it's another level to homelessness. A lot of people choose to be homeless. I mean, this is not no, uh, I mean, it's uh, cause if they uh, if people you've run away from home, they got good parents, they got food to eat, they getting fed, they getting their clothes washed, they get up and go to school every day, but they choose to run away. Uh, so that's that's that to me that's you're choosing to be without a place to stay. So um, I think some. Like some homeless you've put the perception on itself. Yeah. I can relate to, you know, being homeless. You know, I started being homeless when I started senior year in high school. And throughout that whole year, it was rough. You know, had to go through a lot of struggles, had to take a lot of time to 
think about how I want to go forward after I get through school and everything. Because, you know, senior year was like, it was my, it was the final chapter for me. And how I wanted to go through it, I had to make a lot of sacrifices. I had to go through a lot of obstacles, you know. The winter put me through more than than ever, you know. But with being homeless, you know, I had a rough time at home. You know, family family didn't do it for me, and I had to learn how to survive on my own without as much as, uh, as much support as people wanted to give me, and you know. Because even now, I still wanted to, I still want to be that lone wolf where I can just get through anything. Because I have that mentality, I have that ability to get through independently because I'm self-efficient. And senior year, I proved that. I proved that through, through months. Months. And, you know, and, you know, 66, they... I never thought I would even have a place of my own, even in a nice area in the suburbs, because you know, for other youth, it's hard to find some some places, you know, to you know, to feel safe, to feel like you can, like you can get food, like you feed yourself, you can you can come home to to a place that you don't have to worry about trying to find. Because, you know, the streets, it's hard. It's hard trying to get through when you're on the streets. And I haven't been to a shelter once. I just I just stayed on the streets. And I chose, I chose to be homeless. I didn't have to. But I chose that because I wanted to survive. And I wanted to live a better life than what I was living then. I have people who care about me, but I even tell I even tell them like I chose this. I chose the life that I wanted so that I can be a better person, to be happy, to live a better life than how I've been living since I was a kid. And for some use, you know, some use they don't have fathers in life in their life and that's hard even for even for a boy growing up without his dad not around and all he has to take care of is his mother and his and his sister and you know being the being the man of the house I mean you know you know and your dad's not around but even without a father in your life you know you gotta learn how to be a man on your own because Nowadays, a lot of fathers, they're just, they're just leaving their kids. They're just leaving out of their life. They, don't even, they even say that they don't even want to be around their kids or they wish they never had them. And that's even tough, too, to deal with because you're thinking, like, wow, I'm a disappointment to you? Like, really? You didn't even want me, but you wanted a family? And that's hard to deal with. That's hard to think about because it's like, 
when you go through hard times, especially when you're on the streets, you just feel cornered. You feel like you're in a dark place, like you can't get out of there. You're just stuck, like you're stuck in time. But for the youth, you know, for the program, it's like some people, you know, some programs like, some programs should be like 66, you know? Because 66, it gave, they gave us comfort. They gave us a place to stay. They gave us a chance to actually live without having to worry about what to do or how I'm gonna eat or how I'm gonna drink or what's the next move. But even with having a spot, you know, even with having a spot of your own, you gotta, you gotta think about it. Even if you're not on the streets, you're still surviving. Because even living life is hard. Because, you know, you got to think about, like, you got to think about what, what you're doing or what situation you get into. You know, it's all about thinking about making the right choices. Because everybody's got to make right choices in life. And that's even hard sometimes, even for me. But I'm still living. Everybody's still living. And, yeah, like I said, programs like CC6 should be like, you know, giving us a chance to actually be self-efficient, being more independent rather than being in just programs our entire life. We should be trying to live and do what we have to do without having to think about what happens if I don't do this or do that, you know? We know if we learn how to live on our own and get through life better, we won't have to look over our shoulders. Because if we think about how good we're doing, then we have nothing to worry about. Everything just seems more simple, you know? Coming from a person from experience who's had those times where he has to think about who, like, who's, he, who, like, thinking, like, who, who am I really? Like, who am I? You know? For me, I've even been doing a lot better than I've ever done before. I'm, but I'm evolving. And that's what 60 West, 66 West is doing. We're evolving. We're becoming better people than what we were outside of that. And, and that's the thing about it. Thank you, Darius. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, uh, homelessness. Uh, I think they need to have a lot of programs like 66 West. Uh, but I think once you get, once you hear, and once you are in a program like that, now it's time to take it to the next level. And that's, and that's just, now it's uh, all about the effort you put in when you do get it, get the resource. Now, once you do get the help, now it's time to take advantage of it and don't take it like it's going to always be here. You know, you don't want to take it for granted. Uh, I think also with some youth, it's an easy way out, you know, uh, in terms of just kind of like trying to cheat the government or whatever you want to call it. Getting Section 8, so you got to work here and there. Like a lot of this homelessness, is, it, it kind of sprouts out of control because... 
it's a lot of different reasons than just not having somewhere to go. That's what it's turning into. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a great topic. Anybody else got anything else to add? Should we wrap it up? All right, that's it for today, guys. Thank you for listening, and uh, stay tuned for more great topics. Bye-bye. Want to support more programming like this? Rate, subscribe, and review our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Then go to www.listenupyouthradio.org and click donate. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Listen Up Youth Radio. Tell your friends. This episode was edited by Ari Shapiro. Thank you for listening.